HawkFanatic.com. This segment brought to you by Patrick Eads and everybody at Deary Brothers, Ford Lincoln, doing great deals. And, man, the interest rates are low. Steve Anderson, Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars. He's looking for a, a new door handle for us. Uh, <laughs> reminder, Mike. Uh, GT Car, his crew at Supel Siding and Remodeling. 1-800-800-ROWS, the Supel family, Supel's Flowers. Big Dog, Satellite, Internet, and Solar. Don't call an 800 number. Call Kevin and his crew at Big Dog and Premier Dish, authorized retailer, 338-6600. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, 101 South Dubuque Street, downtown Iowa City. And Cowboy Lawn Care. From hawkfanatic.com, it's Pat Hardy. Pat, good morning. Let's get your microphone in front of you there. Talk for a second. What's that? No, he wants you and I to talk for a second. So. Okay. Um, what do you want to talk about? We can talk about the weather, which was has been pretty hot. Yeah. No, it has been. Well, now we're going to get storms every day. Are we? Well, possibility, good possibility. Of storms every day. Well, that generally follows the heat and humidity. It's July. Yeah. So yeah, it was a good weekend, and uh, we appreciate all, all no, of the donations for table to table. Yeah, this awesome. just went on the podcast. Oh. So yeah, thank you uh, very much for. I'm considering a real success. Yes. And during a pandemic, a, a smashing success. Yeah. Yes. Surprising. I have two donations. I've, one's mine and one's my neighbor's. I forgot to bring them in. Oh, great. Well, so I can bring you. them in Wednesday? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah I just forgot. No, neighbor, that, that'd be great. My neighbor gave it to me on Thursday and I just completely spaced it off. But. So what? Uh, what's going on, Pat? Uh, what you got? Well, I mean. Is, I haven't had a chance to read it. Is Tommy Boland's brother calling in at 915? Well, That's how no we idea. left it on Friday with our police friend. That's how we left so it. We'll but see. We'll see if, if he calls in. Lot, um, just a second. Um, well, um, Rob published the full diverse, diversity task force report from 18, which mm-hmm. we, which it's been talked about. I mean, Kirk talked about it this past Thursday about how he dropped the ball and didn't follow through and continue with the meetings in response to that. But he also talked about how he thought that they had made changes and that they were comfortable with the changes they had made moving forward, but then George Floyd died and everything changed. And, mm-hmm. But now that's out there now, and you know it's on Twitter and it's on social media, and now a lot of national people are reading it that don't have an Iowa bias either way, and it just doesn't look good. Yeah. Because everything they're doing right now just looks like it's after the fact and forced because George Floyd died. Now, they are making changes. I mean, you have to, I mean half the staff is black. The interim strength coach is black. The Broderick Benz just got appointed to that position. More than half of the players on the leadership group are black. There are changes. But how much of this would have happened without this coming public? This well, would have, that we don't know, of course. I'm guessing probably it wouldn't have happened. Probably. It, the only way I think Kirk could have saved face in this thing, and Barta too. I mean, Barta's accountable for this too. This mm-hmm. is his athletic department. Okay. He saw all these reports. And they just got complacent. I just think they assumed that they were going to keep control that nothing was going to happen and that the Iowa way would continue to be its way and some people it works and others don't and you just deal with it well it's not that way anymore what I, I wrote yesterday about how Kirk's 
his life will never be the same again. It's the moment George Floyd died, Kirk Ferentz's life changed forever as a coach. Don't you agree? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, right now the players are trying to decide if they're going to stand or kneel for the national anthem. Could you have imagined saying that back in, like, December? No. I mean, Kirk has lost a lot of control and power yes. over this, and now it's just a matter of – but now since Rob published that, I've had a lot of people ask me, is this going to be – do you think this will get Kirk fired? Here's my response that I'm getting ready to tweet. Okay. Been asked a lot since Rob published the report if this will lead to Kirk's demise. My answer for now is no, because Kirk's boss already has given him a vote of confidence despite this damaging info, despite the player accusations, and despite the current review still ongoing. I mean... Well, the review from the... From the attorneys... Well, I'm just saying, Gary's already given Kirk a vote of confidence yes, before th- even right. waiting for that to be done. And... To me, that doesn't look really good right now. Well, if that that report is tremendously damaging to Kirk, then who knows? You know, I mean, because this thing doesn't the, the the diversity task force report just said black players said there was blatant racial bias, double standards, all the stuff that we've heard about. It's yes. all been out there now. None of this is new information. This is just the actual report that Rob published, the whole f- report, so fans can actually see the report itself. Iowa had that thing for over a year. They did react to it. They had meetings, but they didn't really take it serious enough, and now it's backfiring. I mean, that's where we're at with this thing now. And like I said, I don't have any reason to think Kirk's going to be fired right now because his boss – is all supportive of Kirk, despite all this stuff happening. So has this report never been released? Oh, it's, I mean, I think players have had it. I don't think anyone in the media has published the full report, mm-hmm. I don't believe. Because um, they were handing out, a, uh, people who did FOAs got half the report. Rob, I believe, got the full report. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that had been published in, out until, but the report's been done for a year, year and yeah, a half. It was, right. And, you know, players have commented on it and what have you. And I think James Daniels, when he came back to graduate, he met with Barta and said, hey, you know, you got to do something about, the, you know, look what we've said. And they just, I don't think they took him serious enough. I don't think they thought it was ever going to reach this point. I don't think they took into account that something on the outside could s- seep in and impact them, and that's what George Floyd's death did. It created the right circumstances and environment for the players to speak out, and now this diversity thing is... I mean, Rob's published it. It's out there. Yeah. On, it's all over the Internet now. It's, it's, yeah. And, you know, people can attack Rob all they want. He's strictly the messenger in this thing. He's providing another platform for information, and but it's hard to look at this stuff and say, wow, this is good. And it does make you say... I mean, I, I've told you before, I like Gary Barta. I think he's a nice guy. But this thing, coupled with... The grease bomb and Jane Meyer debacle, coupled with I don't think he handled the Gary Dolphin stuff. I, I think that stuff, there was some, I mean, Gary's got to get his act together. And- well, we'll see. Again, we'll see what this report is from the, the lawyers who have done in, all the interviews with the players and the staff and stuff. And if that's bad enough, it could be Gary could lose his job. Well, too. the diversity task force report is really bad, and that's from players inside sharing their grievances. So if the review is much different than that, a lot of people aren't going to take the review serious. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, this was just biased. Iowa hired some, they handpicked a firm to, to basically deliver the narrative and message they want. I think with this task force report out now in public so everyone can see it, it's going to make this review really hard for people to look at objectively. I think people, I mean, because if this review comes out and says that nothing serious happened, but then you've got this task force report where all these black players are saying, this is, it's just horrible, you know? Yeah. That, um, that's going to be a credibility issue right there. And now if the review comes out and says, and it's just as bad as this task force report, 
But then you got to say to yourself, okay, you can vote, you can argue about whether Kirk deserves. Why is Gary Barta giving Kirk a vote of confidence under these circumstances? You'd have to ask Gary. Knowing that that diversity task force report's out there and that eventually it's going to go public and that so many black players were upset about how Iowa responded, knowing that that's out there, knowing that multiple players have lashed out saying that they were mistreated and then knowing now that there's still an independent review and you still say that I'm convinced that Kirk... I don't know how you can be convinced until you get more information. I, I, I don't know. That's Well, Gary and Kirk are on the same wagon. I mean, Gary hitched his wagon to Kirk a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Saying you're my guy, and that's it. So and you're saying Gary's willing to go down with the ship if it comes to that? I think maybe. And I'm not saying, as it, you said a little bit ago, it's his department. And I'm not saying I'm not ready to say that Kirk should be fired right now because the AD. It doesn't sound like he's even considering that. I don't. I mean, when Gary gives Kirk a vote of confidence over a month ago, with all this information, what is that like? You said. I mean, I think that's pretty. Self-explanatory that Gary's like, Kirk is my guy. I'm going to go down with the ship if I have to. He's my guy. And like mm-hmm. you said, I've hooked my saddle to him. We're together. We're going to beat yep. this thing together. So we'll see. But this task force, I've, I've, and I've talked to Rob about it. He, I, mean, he sh- I mean, I knew a lot of the stuff that was in there. It's not a good. It's not a good look for Isla. It just looks like blacks were just dealt with a double standard, dealt with, hey, this is the Iowa way. It doesn't have much black in it, so you're either going to get with us or get out of town. That's kind of the mentality that the black players are describing. And, you know, well, here we are. Changes needed to be made. And well, Chris Doyle's gone. I yes. mean, that's a pretty significant change. Like I said, changes have been made. You're, Doyle's gone. All the other stuff I just mentioned, this program's different than it was a year ago. And at this point, that's all that Kirk can do is make the changes. The, the question is, why didn't he do it two years ago when the report came out? That's the question. Why didn't they do more? Why yes. didn't Gary do more? Why didn't Kirk do more? Mm-hmm. Why, why didn't they follow through and make a bigger commitment? I mean, it's just, I mean, that diversity report came out a year after they had a leadership group with 16 whites and two blacks. I mean, it was just, now that we have all this hindsight, it looks obvious that there yeah. was a, just a weird dynamic over there in which white just, it was just white, white, white. And now they're paying the price for it. It's, it's unfortunate, but like I said, I don't, I, it's, I, when Gary made that remark, I remember saying to myself, man, it seems a little early. Cause I had started hearing stuff about at that point about the diversity task force report being bad, mm-hmm. that the black players had given Iowa a warning saying, Hey, you didn't do anything. And then, People have asked, well, why didn't they go to Kirk? And Kirk said, well, I wish the players would have gone to me before they went on. They did. Yeah. The diversity task force report was the players going to them. And then some of the players even followed up after that saying, hey, are you going to do more? We need more done. And they just felt like they weren't dealt with serious enough. And then, boom, George Floyd died. That created the atmosphere. And then James Daniels tweeted. Well, and obviously the... The hierarchy was not responsive enough to what the black pair, players that, were saying. That is it in a nutshell. Yeah. And now the hierarchy is trying to figure out a way to move forward and do damage control and hopefully keep their jobs. I, I still would say 
for every Iowa fan that wants Kirk gone, I bet you there's two that don't. Oh, I bet you there's two, absolutely. I bet you they're not the same that, that makes it right. I'm just no. saying I bet you there's two that say give him a chance to fix this thing if that's what he wants to do. Because I wrote today, I don't think Kirk Ferentz is a racist or a no. bully. I just think he got too complacent, too controlling, too comfortable, and trusted two, trusted one or two people that just ultimately ended up burning him. Yeah. But that's Kirk's fault because it's his team, his program, and his culture. It all stops with him, the buck. And he's said that. He has said that, but he said it after the fact in some people's eyes. Yes. And the well, fact that they didn't do more to respond to the diversity task force report is something they can't change. No, they can't. No, they can't. Well, we'll see. It's going to be, uh, at, at very worst, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, the report they get from the lawyers and... Uh, then we'll see what happens after that. I mean, it's all still all just speculation. Captain's pretty quiet. Well, what do you want me to say? Just <laughs> I, I thought you were maybe reading the diversity task force report. I uh, I posted it um, off of uh, Hawk Nation on our Twitter and on our Facebook. Uh, it's no, I read it. Um, and it's been discussed. I mean, Kirk brought uh -huh. it up Thursday. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not like this has just came out of nowhere. It's been coming. I mean, Rob asked about this at Thursday's press conference. And Kirk said it. You know, I dropped the ball. I should have followed through on this stuff. But he thought that things were good when they finished 10-3 and three and pounded USC. thought they had a good culture. He thought everything was behind them that they were moving forward. And he was wrong. Well, I think we just look at this stuff and say to ourselves, we're in the right because we're the coaches, we're the boss, uh, we're the city counselor, we're whoever. Uh, we're, we're in the right. And um, it's just the whiteness of the state. Uh, you know, you are asking students to come to a completely different culture. I think people... Uh, that are white uh, that uh, come here uh, from, let's say, Europe, uh, you know, have have a culture shock as well as people that may come from Louisiana. Oh, I'm not discussing that. Sure. No, and I think we take that. But I think we take it that you've got to assimilate. And I think we just think you've got to assimilate. You've got to be you got to be us. You're an I one. Well, and a lot of black us. players don't want to come here and be white. They want to be themselves. Yeah. And, if, and if Kirk and them don't understand that, eventually it's going to come back and burn them. Well, I think no, a lot of right. people don't understand that. And that's just, at some point, you're going to have to accept change, and they have. I mean, they have, they can wear earrings now. I don't think they're being called. But, you know, when one well, of I never thought earrings was a white-black thing. But some people a lot do. Of white people. A lot of people do, though. And a lot of the black people. players do. Yeah. The tattoos, the earrings, what have you, the dreadlocks. Now... One of the things Kirk came out and said was, you know, we're now allowing our players to do, you know, that's not a real big concession. Concession. Oh, gee, we're letting our players, you know, dress the way they want to dress. I mean, I don't, I think Kirk meant that to look like, hey, look what we're doing. And other people would be like, oh, it's about time. You know, it's about time you're catching up. But no, a lot's changed. Players are on Twitter now. I, I still, I find it unbelievable that the players are going to decide on what they do for the national anthem. And it doesn't look like Kirk has is going to do anything about it. It feels like he's powerless in this case. Don't you get that impression? I'm, I think he's saying, you guys go. And, and I think they're going to kneel if we have a You think they'll all so. kneel? I think they'll all kneel, yes. That's my guess. I don't. It's not like I've got any inside information, but that's my guess is that they will kneel as a show of solidarity and support for the black players. 
Well, uh, and I, like I said, if I'm there, I'll be standing, but I certainly won't have an issue with no, whatever no. they do. And you know, I I never had an issue with the knee. I you know I kneeling. I or got not, it. I don't. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I get it too. It's. It, I think what offends me the most about the national anthem in Kinnick Stadium is they've sold the sponsorship to it. And I don't know why that doesn't offend people. It's the freaking national anthem. Who'd they sell it to? Uh, some insurance company. I don't even remember. No, that's just the age we live in. Well, the that's more offensive to me than kneeling. And it doesn't seem to bother uh, anybody else. But it's it's capitalism. Sure, it sure bothered me. It sure bothered Bud. Well, some people have asked, why don't they name the field Duke Slater Field? And like you guys have said, they're probably, if they're going to name the field, it's going to be after a business that's willing to. Yeah, it's going to be a media comm field or, I mean, or whatever uh, field. But, I mean, that's what bothers me is you've got the national anthem brought to you by. You know, yeah, I, that, that pisses me off. I mean, I guess you can I didn't sell really... everything else around it. I guess I didn't remember that. But... Yeah, it's because, uh, obviously, it's not effective advertising. But it's advertising that pissed me off, and I will never do business with whatever insurance company that was. I'm kind of not in remember. my seat generally when the national anthem plays. Well, you know, I stand. Johnny Bolin is is six yeah. minutes late if he's calling. <laughs> like I said, I said yes. I said there's a chance. I didn't because you know. Yes. Um, hey. Our, well, you know, we're here till ten thirty at least, so you we'll think see. Think he's drunk? We'll see what we'll see what happens. <laughs> if Johnny calls in, he does, and if he doesn't, he doesn't. Yeah. So, uh, um, see where uh, Jared Utoff cuts is going to play with is the, it the, the Wizards? The Wizards, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Good for him. Chance to make some more money in the NBA and hopefully try to earn a. It'd be nice if he could get like a three-year contract. I mean, that's the one Boy, thing that he sure would. You know, if he could stick, maybe this will help him do that. Assuming that they have NBA, that's starting like in a week, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And he uh, was named the G League Player of the Year, which I think's got to help him. Can't hurt. No, I mean, it can't hurt. And um, I saw the Cubs. I watched a little bit of the Cubs White Sox, but I just couldn't get into exhibition baseball yet. Yeah. And of course, the Cubs lost. I think it was, I think they lost seven to three. I think it was. Are you going off my? Your can you get more on mic, Pat? Or I'm it's right in front of me. Okay. Yeah, it is right in front okay. of me. It's just... I mean, do you want me to talk louder, <laughs> like Garrett Morris? <laughs> no, I don't need it. Like Garrett Morris, this is something that, that could affect sports. The uh, UK coronavirus uh, uh, scientists at Oxford say their experimental coronavirus vaccine has shown in an early trial to prompt a protective immune response in hundreds of people that got the shot. So meaning it's the, it's, they probably aren't going to die from it? If you, yeah, they're not. They're not well, their immunity, they're yeah. going to fight it. You know, oh, good. Yeah, they're not going to die from it. No, I think they're getting closer. Hello. Hey, good morning. Morning. Uh, regarding the kneeling, um, what would you think of a compromise of kneeling Maybe when they come out of the tunnel, or maybe come when they come out at halftime. Um, just to add to that, I'm I'm in I'm older than the captain in that age bracket, and I'm in a circle of a lot of emails of you know contemporaries. And to the one, uh, they don't like the idea of kneeling at the Star Spangled Banner. Well, I, I and. 
I'll, I'll answer that by saying I don't think they want to compromise. They want you to understand what they're protesting. Yeah. I, I, I think you're probably right. But what, what they need to understand, too, is that they're alienating a huge group. And I don't know how effect I don't know how much that matters, but uh, it's the same thing with the the graffiti damage. Oh, I don't know, no, 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 no. No, I don't think it's at all the same thing. It's not at all. It's not all even. It's not even close. First of all, the graffiti damage. You know, and again, yeah, that's vandalism. And when you've got hundreds and hundreds of people demonstrating. Uh, for Black Lives Matter, which is a movement. It's not a group. It's a movement. Well, well, well hold on. Hold on just a second. Uh, you're right. Black Lives Matter is completely different. But allowing the vandalism to occur, and it, and it didn't happen everywhere, but it sure happened in Iowa City, and people say, well, we didn't like what was going on, but they didn't leave the protest when the vandalism started. So, Yeah, they actually did. The Some that did. Well, actually, just, well, the consulate, not enough. yeah, the faith uh, community it, it, here. They didn't leave four or five okay. people with spray cans. Come on. They, they well, didn't leave the protest. So, Well, those people um, should should be uh, prosecuted if they can find out who did it. They've got, they've got video, and they've and got, they they've got ten them. people. They've got ten people that were at Kinnick uh, and the hospital. Ten people on that video. We're spraying. There so were, then they should get them. There were hundreds of other people that were not spraying. Well, I know, but did those hundreds of others leave the protest when they saw the vandalism? Well, a lot of people. A lot of people did lead the leave the protest. Actually, a lot of people did, and a lot of people are turned off by this freedom riders uh, uh, movement uh, taking place when we have. The NAACP uh, at the university. We have the NAACP chapter in Des Moines that the consul should be meeting with, that people should be meeting with rather than these freedom writers. No, I, I completely agree, Captain. No, you're 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 spot on. I'm just saying, back to the kneeling that mm-hmm. um, to make a point. I mean, they're they're trying to change. To make a point, they're trying to change. A culture that is ingrained. Yes, but it's a racist it, culture. I know it is, but well, the, they're trying the, to change. Well, they, they can, should try to change a racist culture. Well, That's I know, they but should. Yeah, yeah. I I don't want to blur this. I I agree with the idea, but trying to change what's and and I know you don't agree, Captain, but I am personally offended by altering the routine with the star spangled banner i'm a military veteran and i salute the flag yes i i don't get on my knees well sir and and i'm just telling you there's a huge group of people of my vintage that are completely pissed off about it understood and and so my point is they can get the change done without alienating a huge group i understand a lot better. I listened to the interview with James Daniels, and I understand their point of view a hell of a lot better than I ever did. Okay. And and I really do. It, it was it, it was pretty emotional. 
Um, well, then how do you change the culture if you don't make a statement and you've got to make a strong statement? You know, I've been to, okay, well, that, I get that, out I get out in the morning. Let me, I get out in the morning, and I hear from people uh, occasionally, a lot of times, saying, well, you're alienating uh, Republicans or you're alienating conservatives because I get on and I make very strong statements, which I believe. And, you know, you either make a strong statement, I will take the chance of alienating people in order to uh, get my point across that this isn't the way this country should be. We shouldn't have all the the racism we have we shouldn't have a leader at the goddamn top of the country encouraging racism by racist racist tweets i don't know how these players and how the black community will make a statement unless they offend a certain amount of people here luke can i say something yeah yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. let me say something let me say something let me say something you've been talking I think the biggest problem we have here is that the black student athlete is expected to come here and live up to a standard set by the white student athlete and by all the white establishment here, and it just didn't work after a while. Yeah. I mean, that's it. No, I, I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with the, the, that you need to make change. I'm just, and, and maybe there's, maybe this is the only way. I'm just, I'm just backfilling yeah. about the reaction and, and suggesting a compromise. Well, but as I, I said I earlier, it, they it, don't want to compromise. They don't want to compromise. They want to kneel during the anthem because that will have the full effect. I mean, look how much it's affected you. You want to figure well, out a way to have them avoid doing that at all costs. You want to recognize that they have issues, but not at the expense of the national anthem, whereas they're saying, since it means that much to you, that's how we get our th- point across. This is how you're going to, to see how we feel. And if you don't like it, tough. That's what they're saying. Well, and, and that's you're right. And and it is, but uh, I guess they're, if they're not going to compromise, then they're not going to compromise. I don't think they're going to compromise. I don't think they are either. Well, they, I, I mean, Black Lives Matter. The best thing they could do is start a fund drive to pay for all the damage they did. They didn't do the not, damage. No, 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 That's no, no, just no, no, an no. ignorant no. statement. They, There's a lot of white people out there doing damage yeah, too. They not- didn't do the damage. There were some okay. criminals in there, and they did the damage, and we don't know whether they were just there to damage and harm the movement or not. They did not. Black Lives Matter, uh, to you and to Doc Gill and to anybody that thinks it's not an organization. It is a movement, and it is a movement that's time has come. They didn't do I, okay, the damage. Okay, okay, so I made a mistake. You made but, a big the, mistake, the, huge mistake. The, 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 no, 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 hold on. The vernacular and the and the 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 feeling, let's say, is there that they're responsible, and you're and I agree. They're not responsible for no, the they, damage. They they weren't responsible, but the concept, the feeling is. In, in large things that they were. No, so not to me. No, that. listen. We can go. We can go around and around in a circle, and that's all well and good. And we can take other calls. And uh, we thank you for your no, calling your service. Yes. I just yeah. we do. And thank you for your service. Yes, and we appreciate your point of view. Yeah, yeah. but you know we did, don't necessarily yeah, agree with it. No, we can go around in a yeah, circle exactly. for the next twenty of course minutes. I appreciate your service. But the yeah. kneeling doesn't have anything to do with the national anthem. Doesn't have any the graph the graffiti. You you know, listen. 
uh, on a just you know, go back to a school a, a weekend night. There's graffiti, whether there's a protest or not. You know, you yeah. always see some of that stuff. Hello. Hi, good morning. Good morning. The national anthem stands for all men are created equal. And when black people are assassinated for carrying a cell phone, all men are not created equal. Mm -hmm. It's a very simple protest and concept. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I agree with you. You know, the flag is a symbol. What, what people go overseas and fight for, that isn't a symbol. That's the Constitution. That's our way of life. Our way of life is the Constitution. It's not a symbol. It's not, it's not a, a cloth. Yeah. It's oh, the Constitution. Hello? Yeah, the guy before, the old guy, um, I'm just try, <laughs> he was just trying to say that the protesters... Were being complicit. They allowed the no. vandalism to go oh, on. They did not they, stop it. They did not. They did not and stop it. How are they going so to stop that's, it? That's do you want to? Right do you want a fight to break out between those people that are demonstrating and the people with spray cans? Is that is that what you were looking for? Because I know uh, one group that left the protest. They were with their children, they're of the faith community, and they left when the graffiti started. But do you want to fight to break out? Do you want to, what, to take the law into their own freaking hands? Talk to the police Buddy. about the graffiti. Where were the police when the graffiti was going on? Don't talk to the uh, demonstrators. They don't have any right to assault the people with graffiti. And they had no control over the people uh, that with spray cans. And lots of times, the people with spray cans were probably younger, more aggressive, tougher. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I bet you that was a lot of it too. Yeah. So don't don't say that they were. This hey, I'm a, not taking one but, side or another. I'm just yeah, saying you are. the guy was trying to say the guys were being complicit. And we don't agree. Protesters were being complicit. And we don't agree. We don't agree. We don't agree. And he's, All right, man. Hey, good enough. Okay. I'll listen for comments. All right, okay. and thank you for. I nothing. I don't know. Thanks for your call. We just don't happen just, to agree with your stance. I just don't to agree. I no. just don't I'm see not even how. Thank him for his call. <laughs> I could care if he called again. <laughs> but I just, I mean, that's just not reasonable to think that no. you know a mother who's out there protesting yeah. Black Lives Matter is going to take on a bunch of. <laughs> Rowdies. I mean, or a guy I, out there with his kids isn't going to grab yeah, grab think, the spray paint. And maybe can. I'm painting with a broad brush and stereotyping. I don't think most of the violence and most of the spray painting were done by people like 55 and up. Am I wrong? I not no. You think I'm wrong? wrong? I don't no. think you know. I don't think. Um, no, there were a lot of people of all. You know, most of the people What's the place that were Benton? demonstrating were white. Yes. What's the retirement home on Benton? <laughs> Benton Street, uh, Oaknall. I don't think like a bunch of people from Oaknall were out at nine o'clock at night smashing things. And <laughs> hey, listen, probably not. We could take, we can get down with it. <laughs> I can kick some ass, Hardy, if I have to. <laughs> Hello. I have two comments for you. Sure. These people, these people blaming the uh, protest movement, and I guess the one thing I think the protest people need to think about is image is critical. Mm -hmm. and they're doing the right thing, they just have to recognize 
that they have to try to control their image as best as they can. I agree with that. Recognizing that they are creating a platform for these rebels, these idiots, these criminals to come in. And the more they can publicize, the more they can do, the more they can try to encourage or take control will positively affect their image and will take away some of this negativism that's coming out from people blaming them. No, that's a good point, sir. Now, can I say one thing? I will say throughout all the riots nationally, it seems like every day we'd see somebody from Black Lives Matter get on there and say, this is not the way we want to do this. Yeah. This isn't the way. This is Violence is not the way. You're taking our message. You're ste- I think there was some of that. But Stealing it's, the message. It's, yeah. or it's hard to control people who are just in it for just to seize the opportunity to protest and anarchy. And, and the same thing happened back in the 60s. Yes. I well, mean, the but same I what thing you- happened back in, uh, well, Boston Tea Party. Yeah. <laughs> No, you, okay. I right. get what he's saying, though. I get what you're saying. Yes. yes, I do get what you're saying. It makes sense. Yeah, and my my uh, comment to that is, you recognize the problem and you see what you can do. What they're doing yet hasn't been quite enough. What more can they do, or do they need to do, or if possible, do to improve that? Do you the understand? Is, do you understand that the president's uh, administration, not the president, but the administration, came out and said a lot of the problems across the nation were being caused not by this mystic Antifa, but they were being caused by white supremacist groups. Now, that's coming from the administration, and that's their report. The the problems across the nation were being encouraged by white supremacists. Well, we simply have to consider the source, and there is no excuse, there is no solution for stupidity. However, the the other thing that... uh, the comments about kneeling. I watched part of the professional soccer tournament in California this weekend. Mm -hmm. At the very beginning of the game, there was a whistle that blew, and every player on the field knelt and created a fist and held it above their head. And that lasted for, I'm going to tell you, maybe a minute or more, maybe two. Okay. A A second whistle blew. They all stood up, started preparing, getting ready for the game. And a third whistle blew, and the game started. I don't know if they did a national anthem, but they got their point across. It was very positive. It wasn't conflictive. And they found a way to do it. And I was I was amazed because every player on the field knelt. Okay. Yeah, it's- so there are, there are solutions. But they don't want to necessarily do it that way. Yeah, they... I mean, do you understand this has affected, the killing of George Floyd has affected every country has had protests and massive, massive protests around the world. So, sir, you're saying there are solutions in a way to figure out how to do this and still have the players stand there. And that's your end game in this thing, right, is to figure out a way to have the players either not be on the field when the national anthem is on or to be standing. on. That's kind of what you hope in is done with this. Am I right in assuming that? Exactly. Okay. I mean, I, and see, that's the problem. And I'm not saying you're wrong, but the players, some of the players, they just, and we, you're like the third caller who's called in with all these roundabout ways to get what you want. And I'm not saying you're wrong, but it's what you, you're trying to think of all these, okay, I'm going to appease them here. I'm going to appease them here. We'll recognize this. We'll do, but damn it, they're going to stand during that national anthem. Have you ever been in the stadium? Do you go to the games? Have you ever been in the stadium when they're playing the national anthem? Oh, yes. Okay. Then you see all the people 
just walking down the aisles with their popcorn and hot dogs and whatever, not paying one damn bit of attention. Thousands of people are still streaming in, not paying a bit of attention. They don't stop on the stairs and start saluting the national anthem. Well, I always do. And if I'm if I'm in my seat, I stand, put my hand over my yes. heart, take my hat off, and sing the national anthem. And, where and you so, your, where and you put your beer. Yeah. And at Kinnick, and, and, yeah. and so do I. But, I would, but that's but you've seen. But that's my decision. Yeah, but you've seen people just yes going. And, and there's people around me that are sitting down and yeah. are not paying any attention to. Yeah. The, so, that's their decision. So we, I don't care where. And that's but been going on. This for, is a device. We've had three callers yeah. in a row now whose end game is all the same thing. And I'm not yeah. disres- But they're basically trying to ease into it, figure out a roundabout yeah. way to get what they want. Yeah, you're right. So and that so that the black athlete. Does what and, they ultimately and, say yeah, they should. That's do. right. Yeah. Yeah. And see, that's where I think the problem is, sir. And I don't mean any disrespect. I'm not. I'm just saying that a lot of black people, another white guy, telling us how we should respond. And I just think they're they, tired of it. They, they want to maximize their message, and I totally understand. That. Right. And here is the here is the most ludicrous idea, and that is you play the national anthem twice. You let those who want Jesus. to stand stand no. and those who want to kneel no. kneel. No. And then the no. second time you're no, there I, is that, no that, compromise that's to this. They, no. you, you can look for that's a compromise. The there is no compromise to this. They either kneel or they stand, and that's it. And I think they're going to kneel, and there is no compromise to this. And Kirk doesn't have final say in this. It's beyond no. Kirk. When we all agree on that, yeah, this has gotten it is bigger. Beyond, this yeah. is bigger than Kirk. Yeah. I never thought well, I would say that about this- something in Iowa football, but this is much bigger than Kirk now. Then this is a societal norm that we need to find a way to nationalize and accept. Okay. Well, it's a societal norm right now. And I don't think blacks plan on kneeling for the national anthem forever. They just want to start seeing systematic change. Yeah, because it's a societal norm that blacks don't get treated fairly by banks, that blacks don't get uh, treated fairly uh, in the workplace. They don't get uh, uh, totally represented when it comes to drawing up districts. Well, especially with things like home mortgages. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just like don't. That. They look for reasons not to give loans worth with white people lots of times. They look for reasons to give yeah, us loans. That's right. That's a societal norm. Sometimes that needs to change. Yeah, the norm needs to not be a norm. Anymore. And the Iowa football program was too much like society, it appears. And. Yeah. It's hard to be that way when you rely on black players to help you win games. Because, like I said well, before, so imagine the, Iowa football without black players. These three callers have been—they've uh, been respectful, though. Yeah, they've been part. respectful, not... but they're also saying uh, blacks assimilate. It's the Iowa way. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and that's the problem. It or it's takes, the national it takes, way. Yeah, or yeah. And it takes a long time to make these changes. Rosa Parks started a move. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Yes, she did. Yes, but she did. how long? And does that's it what take? they're trying to accomplish. That's well, what James Daniels is trying to because accomplish. we still got a long ways to go. Obviously, mm-hmm. oh, way longer than we think we can solve in one season. Yes, sir. Oh, sure. yeah. This stuff yeah. won't be. I'm not even sure if Kirk's going to be. Do we know if Kirk's going to survive this? Do we, we don't know if Kirk's going to. This any. could be Kirk's. I'm not saying that he's going to get fired or anything, but he may not overcome this. He I may mean, not, and we don't even know if we're, they're going to play football. Well, that's the other thing. We, they may not play till next spring. They yeah. may not play for a year from now. How long does Kirk hang hang around? I don't know. So, who knows? So, anyway, thank you. Thank you for your call. We appreciate it. We really do. But I started noticing that pattern. I knew 
they were all being very polite about it, but they you knew they were just getting to the point was, I'm going to do all these things. Look what everything we're doing. Now, look what we've done. So, damn it, stand. Stand for but that Some anthem. of them are going to kneel. Some of them are going to stand, and everything's okay. I think Iowa does everything together. I don't think – I think it'll be either all or nothing, and I do think they're going to kneel. I hope so. Hello. Hey, it's Lonely Old Grandpa Dirk. Hi, Lonely Old Grandpa Dirk. I've listened to the last three callers, and it's pretty clear that even though <laughs> they think they are supportive – of the Black Lives movement, or maybe more to the point, black football players at Iowa. They just don't get it. This is not about the flag, and they need to get over it. And frankly, I'm glad that the kneeling at the Star Spangled Banner pisses off some of these people, because that's what it takes to get some people's attention. Things have been bad for black players, black people, black Americans forever and finally people are starting to wake up and if this is what it takes to piss them off then so be it and they really need to stop wrapping their disagreement in patriotism because it's that's not what this is about this is about black people being murdered by law enforcement black people being forced out of the American society, and yet we're expecting them to stand and salute? No. no. Exactly. No. So, I'm sorry, but their calls kind of piss me off because, on the one hand, they act like they get it, but they don't. Well, black people were also used unfairly in the Vietnam War until there was finally... Hey, in every war. Every war. Whenever well, somebody... The war, every war, they were allowed Yeah, to but it was really blatant in Vietnam. And early on, it was just, if you were black, you were going to fight. And if you were white, you were going to figure out a way to get a deferment or go to college. And, and it was just a double standard. Listen, it's when my dad... With Afghanistan and Iraq. Yeah, it, when my dad was in the service, very seriously, and, and I remember this, and I've, I've read about it. Uh, Jews and blacks were put in the front lines first. And my dad was sent to uh, a bomb demolition with his squadron. And uh, three-quarters of them were black. Well, here, let me read something. Look at all the blacks that are in the service when you say, well, I fought. Well, so did the blacks. Yes. Let me read something that was in this diversity task force report because this is all interconnected. Yeah. Coaches attributed low graduation rates to factors outside of their control or team culture. Coaches coaches mentioned family dynamics, attitudes towards education, and student upbringing as reasons for departure along with professional opportunities within their sport. That was the Iowa coaches responding to why the black graduation rate was so... To me, that just so reek, disproportionately that just reeks of hey, they didn't come here and adopt to our culture, and yeah, and we are nothing. It was all. All, their All the blame was because of how they were raised, and it, that's just this just does mm-hmm. not look good. This just well, does not better look. to wake up late than not at all. Well, is, and, it, is and, it too late? And these callers need to wake up and realize how tone deaf they are. Put themselves in the place of these black student athletes in lily white iowa well dirk i'm curious what do you think now that this diversity task force report rob published it on hawkeye nation it's out and it's very damning iowa back in 2018 they were warned i've only heard what you guys said and it concerns me uh Mm -hmm. i have to read it obviously first but hearing what you have said today what little you have been able to say today because 
these callers are all wrapped up in their flag. And I do appreciate uh, callers. We'd be lost without callers. Oh, sure. I, I get that. But, you know, uh, if the, the, those last three phone calls point out the basic problem that is going to persist, I think, our, for the rest of our lifetimes. Oh, uh, without question. At least here in Iowa, at least in most white culture communities, that, you know, they're just, they just don't get it. And... And uh, and they want to. I, I really think those three callers want to support black people. I think they just they're don't sympathetic, know how. but they can't help themselves from tripping over the flag to get there. He thinks so. Thanks no, so that's, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, I agree with her. Yeah. Now, but this statement in the from the, that just shows how the black athlete came here and basically, hey, this is our way. And if things don't work out with you, it's because of how you came here. It has nothing to do with us. We're above reproach. And it's, this just does not look good. I mean, this does not look good. And the fact that, but like I said, I keep being asked by people, is, this, is Kirk done? How can I say right now that Kirk's done when Gary Barta, Gary Barta read this task force report long before any of us did? Mm-hmm. They've had this stuff for over almost two years. Right. They've had this stuff. They've seen all the player accusations. They've talked to these players. They've... They know that there's a review, and Gary still stood in front of the media over, a, 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 what was it, June 15th, a little over a month ago, and said, I have all the confidence in Kirk Ferentz as the right guy to lead us through this. He had already, he's already made up his mind despite all this stuff. So what's your guys' thoughts on that? As I said it earlier, he, he's hitched his wagon to Kirk yeah, Ferentz. They all you think it's a mistake? I, I think no, they, not necessarily. That's how he feels. But are you surprised, though, that he would have such a strong endorsement with so much fluidity still, knowing that this investigation was coming and knowing that all these actors and knowing that the diversity report was there? Or do you think this is just another case where they're just not aware until it's too late? I think that's what it is. And I think he's he believes in Kirk Ferentz. And that's that. I, it would... It's yeah, that's a, his yeah, guy. Yeah, that's his guy, and this is. Um, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell because he's white. I mean, honest to God, uh, it does make all the freaking difference uh, in the world. Um, yeah, I've I've got a niece that's black, mm-hmm. and I can't. And but she's half. Black, she's half white. I never understood that about Obama. I don't understand it about her, but there is, and I have reached out to her, and I've said I want, you know, I want to be an uncle, and uh, I believe that partially it's a family dynamic, and partially it's a it's a skin color, as to why I can't be accepted as that, uh, and. I don't get it. I I look at her Facebook posts and I go, "Wow, that's I don't like that." Or I don't. Mm-hmm. But then I'm looking at her Facebook posts, like a 71 year old white guy. Yeah, which, you know. I yeah. mean, I I do, can't understand it because I didn't live it. I don't no, no. live it. Okay, let's go back to Iowa football for a second. Um, I think the thing that since this report's come out and I'm starting to read this thing is, I do worry that it's too little, too late. And that Kirk Ferentz, who's going to be 65 in August, could be overwhelmed by all of this stuff happening. I mean, between the pandemic and this stuff and the fact that Iowa already made their decision about Kirk, despite all this information, to me, it's still dismissing 
what the black players are trying to say? Or am I overreacting? Um, well, what do you expect to happen? I don't know. I mean, that's the whole thing. If you expect... I think um, there's a lot of people on Twitter saying right now, Kirk needs to go. Well... And that m- it, may happen and it may not it happen. It may we'll happen. See. Yeah, it's Twitter. Yeah. Uh, well, but a lot of these are national media people from ESPN. I mean, I've seen a lot. Understood. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. people on here. This, I mean, Rob published the entire report, so people are reading that report. I'm sure you guys will at some point. I, and it's very damaging, and it's all after the fact. Without George Floyd, I don't think any of this stuff comes out. I think that... I don't think he's going to go. Uh, I don't think he is he, either. And like if I, he but, goes... I think uh, then Barta will have to. I think that they've all got on the same boat, uh, you know. And uh, if the boat sinks, they all go down together. Oh, I agree with that. Yes, I mean, I, I guess I just didn't understand why Gary gave Kirk such a strong endorsement. If, if under the circumstances, if Coach Ferens goes, then Gary goes. I believe, and so. and I think that that's the way it should be. I believe so. Hello. Hey, uh, could you answer a question? Or a couple of questions. Was the existence of this diversity report a known fact? Or oh yeah, no. Yes. Kirk talked about it last. Yes. Yeah, all Rob did was finally publish the actual report. No, it's been out there. Kirk Kirk talked about it last Thursday about how they they met after the report came out and they made changes as far as dress code and they had planned on having more meetings, but then he just dropped the ball. You know, they had a really good season. They won the bowl game. They were supposed to follow through and have another follow up meeting, but with all the success they were having, Kirk said, "I felt comfortable with what we were doing." And then boom, George Floyd died. James. Daniels tweeted, and the rest is history. So, how who um, how, how did the diversity report come to be in the first place? Uh, what was well, this? because they Iowa. In fairness, Iowa was trying to address a problem within their. They were aware black players have had complained. They're like, let's put this task force together. Let's see what we have. They did the right thing. So this they was just, all within the yeah yeah. This was, they and, just didn't follow. They up. just didn't follow up and respond. Seriously enough, I think they felt that by doing this, we've done enough. Let's move on. The blacks are fine now. Let's move on. And didn't boom. James Daniels, though, didn't he defend Coach Ferentz? In some ways, but he also said that they didn't respond enough to the diversity diversity report. And he even came back when he got his degree and met with Gary Barta and said, you know, you guys got to do more. Yeah, they, they were forewarned. Iowa was forewarned, and they just got complacent. And I just think they thought that they were able to control the message, and they were wrong. So who, so was it known, was it a known fact, like when the thing was done outside of the athletic department that this was being done? Well, I, Gary Barta brought a lot of attention to it when he met with the media last month. And remember when he started crying about mm-hmm. how we had this, I thought we were comfortable. We had, and he talked in, de- in somewhat detail about the diversity task force report and how they thought that was a positive step forward and how they thought that was enough, their response to that. Yeah, I mean, it's been out there. This is not yeah. new, new stuff. All Rob well, did was it actually... Re- it wasn't released to the public. No, 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 and Rob got... You could get an FOA and get a partial report. Rob got the full report. And What's he, an FOA? Freedom what, of... Freedom of... Inform, F- fr- yeah, freedom of F-O-I. information. Yeah, FOI, mean? FOI, I'm sorry. Freedom of information. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So they really didn't want it released. Oh, no. They would prefer that this never came up. I mean, and see, that's the other thing. Remember when Gary did Fran's contract and didn't... That was another thing that pissed off Iowa fans. Mm-hmm. He, they felt he was doing it behind their back and what have you. But no, I mean, Iowa would have preferred to control the message, but they no longer control the message. Kirk no longer controls the message with Iowa football, and that's well, why right. I'm wondering I, how I, long he I can... I get what you're saying, and I agree with that. Yeah. And but I don't it know... Sounds I, like it sounds like... Go ahead. 
it sounds like winning was the bottom line. They, they could sweep everything under the rug as long as they won, kind of. As long as they won and did things their way, and their way was very Iowa white. That's the best way I can describe it. And they kind of justified it by saying, look how many people have gone to the NFL. Mm-hmm. No, and look at our overall graduation yeah. rates. The problem is yeah. their black graduation rates were horrible. Yeah. And Chris Doyle's the best strength and conditioning coach in the country. At least that's, that's what we were told. That's what they were told. But then a third of the roster, which was black, would have said otherwise and finally did. Yeah, no, this was a powder keg that was ready to blow, and it finally did. I think a bad look is an understatement from how yeah. you're describing that. Yeah, go I check that diversity yet, report out. It's out on the media now. You can find it. Uh, yeah, I it's, know. I, it's I, out I there, and it's just not it good. It just basically it just basically shows that they ignored this stuff, they downplayed it, and there was an atmosphere of black players having to come to Iowa and forget the way they were brought up because the way they were brought up isn't the right way, isn't the American way. This is the way to do it our way, and it's our way or the highway. Wow. And that's yeah. kind of how it was. Wow. Yeah, well, I'll read it. Thanks a okay, lot. Okay, thank, thank you. Thanks for the call. It's on our, I posted it on our Facebook No, I will page. say, though, in fairness, it's got to be balanced. Iowa, half the staff now is black. Mm-hmm. The interim strength coach is black. Wouldn't surprise me if he gets the job full-time or if they were 12 black players. on. Things are changing. Things are changing. The question is, is it, is too, it too late? Too late. Well, let's hope not. But if it is, it is. I mean... We'll see how it shakes down. We'll see as more information becomes available. But as you say, right now, it's not a good look. No, it's not a good look for Kirk. And like I said, it just feels different with Kirk now. He just doesn't feel like... With Kirk, it was always his narrative, his program. Everything revolved around Kirk. It doesn't Mm -hmm. feel that way anymore. Now it just kind of feels like he's just trying to figure out a way to hang on. And that's just a weird position to see Kirk Ferentz in. And I, but I think he wants to make it better. Oh, I do too. He wants to fix it if I, he can. I think he does want to try to make it better. The question yeah. is, can he? Well, and should right. he? And does he deserve to? As well, of that's now, another story. And I, certainly in my mind, he does. But, but you haven't read the diversity task. No, I haven't. I think you should read that first. And and I will. Now the other thing is too. Gary Barter read all that stuff too, and like you said, if Kirk goes down with the ship, I don't see any way Gary stays afloat. Uh-uh. I, I I don't. No. Hello. Hello. Sounds like we have an, a very exciting, interesting topics today. So yeah, far, Johnny Bolin never called in, so we had to figure out something else to talk about. Had to figure out something to talk about. Well, anyway, well, I guess I have always wondered why people get so excited over kneeling at the flag. And they are still acknowledging the fact that the anthem is being played. Now, Suter, just like you, I have noticed that people are coming down the aisles, eating their popcorn, and not even noticing the anthem. And, mm-hmm. and uh, some people even nowadays put their hand over their heart, and others don't, but I don't hear anybody yelling about that. No, but that's But I remember right. the Olympics when the two medal winners put their fists up. Tommy and Smith and John Carlos. Back then, I still thought... They were acknowledging the flag, but in their own way. And they were ostracized for that. They, they sure lost were. Their medals and everything. Tommy Smith yeah, and John Carlos. Yeah, and I Carlos. thought, why? Exactly. I mean, they were good. <coughs> excuse me. They were good athletes, and they were still acknowledging the flag. It's the same problem. It's yeah. the same problem. I was th- I was four years old when that happened. Yet I still remember that yeah. as a kid. I, I do remember that. I yeah. mean, it's no, a, it's the same same narrative, same it, problem. Absolutely. You're right. Nothing's changed. Nope. Now, don't get me. Things have changed. But but not. Not enough. Not enough. Yeah. 
Well, anyway, you guys keep up. All right, Karn, thanks. We'll try, Karn. Thank you, Karn. Bye. We're going breakless in this. We're just taking riding the wave all the way through, right, Captain? Yeah, very seriously. It's already 10 o'clock. It's not an old versus young thing. Because Karn and I are, yeah. You saying Karn's Contemporaries? Old? Yeah. <laughs> I think Karn's got a good outlook. It's a right versus yeah, that's wrong. A perfect, that's the perfect outlook. Yeah. They're acknowledging the flag. Uh, Tebow got, kept dropping uh, to his knee during, yeah. during football. And, you know, here's a guy that's really religious and he's demonstrating it, and people turned on him. Oh, people get pissed <laughs> never, at anything. I know. never understood how people just turned on him. You want Hunter to get you some more water? Yeah. Yeah, Jim, could you get Tom some more water, please? We're no longer taking breaks, Hunter. <laughs> Hello. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Uh, wonderful show. Uh, I love the information that's coming out. And I, I just wanted to say one thing. And I'm glad Karn brought up the uh, Tommy Smith, John Carlos. I think the crux of the matter is the color of the people's skin doing the protests. And that's what pisses off a lot of people. If it was white people doing it, it wouldn't have the same reaction. I'm not trying to be racial. I am being racial here. But I think that, that the fact that it's, it's a black person doing it, Colin Kaepernick, whatever, is what gets under people's skin. And that's what people should admit to themselves. Thanks, guys. Okay. Thank you. I agree. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree with what he said for the most part. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. If this would have been a white movement. Well, those people that went to the to the to the courthouse in Lansing with their guns and everything, they were they were described as heroes by patriots. Yeah. Those people are ridiculous. If if, uh, fifty black people with. They would have been killed. Guns, they would have been killed in the parking lot. They would have been killed. Yeah. So you well, no, we, we, I mean, look, a black person gets pulled over with a gun and, uh, you know, got a, got arrested and, and beat up and everything, and the NRA never said a damn thing about it. Uh, pre- no, nobody said anything about it. A white guy's got freaking guns, and oh, that's okay. And the, the NRA will defend the white guy's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, right to have a gun, not the black guy. But I think we can safely say that had, if Gary and Kirk had come out after that diversity task force report was done and they said, hey, we've got some issues that need to be dealt with here. And I, I feel horrible that this was allowed to happen. I feel bad that so many black players. But this is what we've been told, and this is what we're going to do to change. I think they would have been able to work through this. They now, needed, that's a lot of hindsight I'm using. I get it. Yes, they needed to do it when it, they first got and the they report, didn't do it. and they didn't do and it. And they didn't do it. Right. And then finally it came back to Hanan when George Floyd died because that created the atmosphere to speak out. But there was a way they could have dealt with this. They just didn't take it seriously enough. They thought they had taken it serious enough. But to me, that thought process goes back to this unconscious bias of just, yeah, we threw them a bone. Now they're back to doing what we say because this is our way or the highway. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what it was like. That's, at least that's how I interpret it the more I read from yeah. this report. But to that previous caller, this report is nothing. It's not like this just came out of the blue today. No, Kirk, Rob asked Kirk about it last Thursday. He asked him about the, about the length of it. Kirk talked in great detail last Thursday about dropping the ball by not following through. And, that, and Kirk also made a very interesting comment. I put this in my column I wrote yesterday. Every, everything changed on Memorial Day weekend. That was when George Floyd died, May mm-hmm. 25th. Everything changed. And Kirk knows now. Kirk is dealing with a whole new... 
dynamic now as head coach. It'll never be like it was before George Floyd died. It'll never be that way again for him. And at some point, he's got to come to accept that. I believe he has accepted that now. But you notice there's still some disturbing signs. The advisory board still isn't coming out yet. I'm hearing that's because they cannot agree on a way to pick this board. And that's not good. You know, this advisory board to me should be out there. I guess they've got 10 of the players picked and David Porter's the leader of it. But this advisory board should have been out a long time ago. To me, the fact that it's not out yet suggests that there's been a struggle with getting it picked. And that just points to more problems, more dysfunction. So, I mean, it's it's, it's a very unfortunate situation, but it was going to come out sooner or later. And it came out sooner. And I just think Kirk was, Kirk, sort of acted at first like he was blindsided by this. Because remember when he said, I just wish the players would have come to me first? Mm-hmm. They that did. diversity task force was they coming did. to you first. Yeah. And yeah. you blew it. And Gary blew it. And that's where we are right now. And mm-hmm. now we got to figure out, did they blow it enough to where major changes have to be made? We'll I mean, there's, fans, there's fans on Twitter saying that right now after reading the report. They're like, I've been a Kirk Ferentz all my life, but he's got to go. And then the fact that Brian's his offensive coordinator and entangled in this brings up a whole other thing, nepotism. Because mm-hmm. can we all agree there's nepotism all over that football staff? Well, sure. Well, and I, maybe obviously. it's common throughout college football, but, I mean, you've got, okay, you've got Brian Ferentz as the coordinator. His son-in-law is the recruiting guy. Phil Parker's son is part of the statistician. You know, he's on the staff. Chris Doyle had a kid on the... There's been a ton of nepotism there that comes back to haunt you in situations like this, too. That's right. Because fans will just use that as a... Well, you know, you're not only a racist, but look what you've done nepotism-wise. So there's a lot going on right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And not a lot of it's real... I mean, it may turn out to be good if the the changes are made. And some good changes have been made. I mean, some have been made, but... We got to get down to the core. We got to find out what the review says about why and how Iowa didn't respond to these serious charges that were just all over. And that I'm sure one of the first things the lawyers in the review did was read this diversity task report. They probably mm-hmm. had that in their hands for the. I mean, it's been out there for a while. You know, the thing that has surprised me the most about this is not that the black players feel they're being discriminated against or being treated differently. Is that I expected other teams? I expected it to be a almost an uprising around the country. I know from, you did from other and teams, it and it's been crickets. Uh, we both kind of thought that would yeah. be the case, and there was a couple things at Texas, but that wasn't Texas. Was more of just a campus-wide awareness thing. There, there hasn't been. It's been Utah crickets. had the coordinator, who, well, but one guy seven years ago. Yeah. But One no, email. This has been unique to Iowa, which to me makes it more disturbing. Yes. Oh, no, very much so. But I am very surprised that uh, by not only that, by not other teams coming out and saying that, other players saying that, but that the support for Coach Ferentz, hasn't, it hasn't been a groundswell either hmm. from, from players, which surprises me. No, there's been a lot of white players that have come to Kirk's mm-hmm. defense. There's been some, yeah. And there's been some. I mean, James Daniels and Jaleel Johnson have said, hey, Kirk Ferentz is not the main problem. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these players made it obvious early on that they felt Chris Doyle was the main problem. Well, he's gone. He's gone. He's paid a price. 
You can't say that they were soft with Chris Doyle. They got rid of him. They paid him. They got yes, rid they of him did, quickly. But they avoided, they paid him what they did up front so they wouldn't have to probably pay him more if an ugly lawsuit came no, out. They wanted right. to avoid that. So that's I, right. you got to give him credit for handling the Doyle thing. Granted, it was too little too late in some regards, but they still got rid of him. Mm-hmm. So they are making changes. The leadership group goes from, I mean, think about it. They had two black guys in 17, and now here we are in 2020, they have 12. And that's another thing that looks too little too late, doesn't it? It just looks forced. Oh. Everything's happening after the fact. I think the main problem is Iowa, the state, the people. Um, it's, a, it's a white state, and I don't believe it's a very welcoming uh, white state. No, and I agree with you. No. I, no. Because I've, I've seen some feedback. I've, I've, I've heard some talk, and I've seen... Some some former players are basically saying that you know oh they were just bad teammates it's 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 never the white people's fault sometimes it's always well you know this is our world and you better learn to live with it or you're the problem and I just think blacks are sick of that I think blacks are sick of being told by white people how to deal with their racism no, absolutely yeah. and then you bring them you bring them in here and believe me I thank God every day I live in this community. And I do not, too. And I've not been here in, thirty years. And not in too. Sioux City or you know out out and west. St- Steve or, King land. Yeah, I I do because um, I don't know what the hell their their problem is. I don't I don't get it. But um, we look at it, this community kind of skewed, and I think we expect more from Iowa and from the coaches and everything. Because we live in this community, whereas if you get out of this community, the people of Iowa are going, you know, they better not kneel, you know, or I mean, they kneel, I'll never go back. No, what do you say? Good. To, what do you say to the fans who now will rip Rob for publishing that diversity report? I have, I, I have I, no I, problem with him doing that. The messenger is always, the me- no. Yeah. Rob's doing his job. But it's, you always they they always want to kill the messenger. I mean, Rob oh, didn't write sure. a column saying hey, fire everybody. He just said, "Hey guys, here's the diversity report. Here's the information. He linked it. Let's talk about yeah. it." Yeah. What's wrong with that? We just got ripped uh, Saturday by somebody that's uh, holding up the flag, and and we evidently helped them raise money for a trip they took years ago, and how uh, terrible it is the articles we post from like you know, credible news sources. Mm-hmm. I can't help it if 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 if. People don't like if the administration do something great. I post that when the job numbers go up. I post that, you know. I mean, you know, you you post what's going on and, yeah. and it's going on. But you always kill them. I'm sure that Rob will be, uh, you know, in some circles he'll be crucified. He will. Well, sure he will. Yeah, but he's just doing his job. That's and if his you don't job. Yeah, like that, then you don't like. The media. And the fact that he was so willing to post all those statements by the black players, mm-hmm. that's all he did. I think that allowed him, helped him get his hands on the report because they trust him. Yeah. I'm not saying, I don't know how he got the full report. Oh, the other thing, you notice, what's his name? I can't remember the, his name. Robert T. Green, is it? Yes. I, there's there's no longer represents. No longer, yeah, I, I, don't, I just, he's gone. I just yeah. ignore him now. Well, what I, happened now? He's, the, he's supposedly he's no longer no longer represents. I guess Wad, someone said the Wadleys didn't pay him money. Correct. And he said, screw you and moved on. The whole thing is just an unfortunate distraction from the real. I thought so. I thought so at the time. Yeah, it was unfortunate. It hijacked the message that James Daniels is trying to 
get across and hopefully now that they've moved on but but no these i mean i'm looking on twitter now and some of the same people are ripping rob for all he did was post the report so yeah. people can read it he didn't he write it on report. Hawk, he didn't write it he responded <laughs> he didn't and he didn't form any opinion saying kirk needs to go there's he just basically published the report people are mad that he keeps publishing the side of the argument they don't want to see that's right yeah yeah that's it well that's that's the way people are with you know, they've got the, you shouldn't do this. Let's just stay in our own cocoon. They shouldn't. we got to, those black players got to compromise. They can't expect it. You know, so the guy brought up Rosa Parks. They can't expect it overnight. Freaking <laughs> overnight. 60 years ago. Yeah, 60 years ago. Well, plus They Kirk, can't expect it overnight. Plus, Kirk's been here 21 years. Yeah. yeah. He's had a chance to have his culture evolve and... I still say though that Kirk lost a lot of key people. I mean, I, I mean between John Streif, I mean Fred Mims, Carl Jackson, Marvin Sims, those were all four black mentors, or not John, three three black mentors, and John Streif, mm-hmm. the man who everyone loves. I think when they all left in about a three to five year window, the culture suffered, and I think Kirk replaced them and those people. I just think the atmosphere after that just suffered i just think it became more white empowerment more doyle can do no wrong more of just our way or the highway either like it or get out of here you know and and a lot of black players obviously they got out of here mm-hmm. the, yep. the transfer rates were disturbing yeah so i mean it's it's a this, this is just uh. it hasn't been a good can of worms well, no, and it's just only going to get worse, I think, I, before it gets better. And, you know, the release of this diversity report is part of it getting worse before it gets better. But, no, it's not like Rob has been sitting on this thing and all of a sudden just threw it out there. This has been out. We've been discussing this thing. He finally just published the actual full report, and it's out there for people to read, their, read for themselves, form their own opinion. I guess I'm surprised somebody hadn't published it earlier. I guess that surprises me. Yeah, I mean, it... Um, all this stuff, I think we reacted to what Gary Barta said. Gary Barta's the one who brought this thing up. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think once Gary Barta said that, then media did the... The problem with the freedom of information, the FOI, was it was incomplete. Uh-huh. It didn't give you the full story. Rob was able to get the full story because he got the full report, which was never released. And I think Iowa would prefer not to have the full report out there, obviously. But well, that's sure. tough. It's out there now. You're going to have to deal with it. The truth is out there. You know, I mean, it's it's almost like in a way the football program's being exposed and they're not sure how to handle it. I mean, it's just, I don't know, it's just... Well, they don't know how to handle it. I mean... They're handling it the best way they can, I guess. Yeah, I guess. How do, you, I mean, how, how do you handle it? I don't know. You, well, the only thing you can do is say, we're going to, I mean... I we're going to make, make some changes. And they have yeah. done that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's all you, that's all you can do. And, and, and in fairness, they have done that in response to this diversity report. I mean, nobody's, def- nobody's going against it. Nobody's saying, you know, it's not, uh, you know, called for. What, uh, what do you mean? Well, what? they're not trying to justify uh, what, what was going on. Oh, no, no, you're right about and that. that and, and I mean, that means something, not a lot maybe, but, but something because some, you know, would, would take that uh, stance. You know, well, we did this and we did that, and they went to the NFL and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, they're not doing that. So, I mean, that's something that they're acknowledging that they have a problem in not defending it. 
Yeah, I don't think they have, there's any way they can defend it right now, especially now with this task force report out and the fact that they acknowledged before the task force report came out that they, Kirk said, I dropped the ball. Yeah. I should have followed through, and I didn't. He acknowledged all that last Thursday. It just kind of got swept under the rug a little bit until now, but with the link to the report out there, and you can click on that report and see it, and it's got a bunch of damaging info from black student-athletes saying, hey, we're not respected here. We're not recognized here. We just feel like we're, our rights are trampled on here. And Iowa made a few minor changes, but not enough. And that's this is a PR nightmare for him right now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And that's why I wonder, is Kirk capable of handling all this? Is he going to be – I mean, they, he lost 18 of his first 20 games as the Iowa or head Or is coach. he going to want to? Or at some point, is he going to want to, too? Yes. That's, yeah. Remember, Kirk lost 18 of his first 20 games as the Iowa coach. I started to doubt him. I started thinking, no, this ain't going to work. He's not going to recruit good enough. But then he stayed the course – Stuck with his values and what he trusted and believed in, and boom, they had a breakthrough, and the rest is history. He's now Iowa's all-time winning as coach. This one's different, though, because this doesn't involve Kirk's X's and O's. Mm -mm. This involves his integrity, his character, his ability to do things away from the field, and this, to me, is a much tougher challenge than trying to rebuild the football program. Do you guys agree or disagree on that? No, I completely agree. I believe um... – okay. I believe he can he can do it. I, I believe he can change it. Uh, I, I have faith that he can do that. I don't. I would not want to see him end because of this. Uh, now it has changed. The, uh, Brian Ferentz is not going to secede him. No, uh, that's that's not going to happen. I would say that is almost that is a certainty. Yeah, right but now. I yeah. do believe that uh, he. I believe. I believe that he dropped the ball. Yes, you know, and and uh, people do. They get complacent. It's so long, and you you go along and get along. And I do believe that, but uh, I don't believe that he accepts this as the way his legacy. Oh, I don't think be, he accepts or, it. No, I agree with you there. And I'm... I think he will do his best, harder than any than any new coach we get in. To change the perception. And I wrote today, my column today was, I still haven't given up on Kirk Ferentz. As long as he understands that his life will never be the same since George Floyd died. He's got to understand that. I think he does. So I'm not ready to say I've given up on him. But actually seeing this diversity task force report, though. Well, the Iowa way has to change. And yeah, it has It'll to change. Period. And it does make, it, it does, though. I go back to Gary Barta, too. Uh, at some point, Gary Barta has to be accountable. And at some point, it just like looks like Gary is unwilling ever to call Kirk out. Or, or now he did say that one year that the record was unacceptable—the seven and six record. And remember, Kirk did not like that. Kirk, we had a press conference with Kirk shortly after that, and you could tell that he was pissed off that Gary Barta mm -hmm. had the nerve to say that something he did was unacceptable. Well, I mean, I just think Kirk Kirk was given way too much power, and power sometimes can. Well, do you want me to bring up something uncomfortable? Yep. Um, oh, you mean like the rest? Some of this hasn't been <laughs> sure. Is it, yeah, as long yeah. as it's not, you're not exposing me for something. What right? really pissed me off, and it did piss me off, is uh, when the players got up and endorsed, and they did. They endorsed uh, as representing the athletic department, Donald Trump. That really pissed that me off. That bothered me too. And the Republican bothered uh, me a lot. Yeah, the Republican influence. 
in uh, in that uh, athletic department, which is freaking strong, and it's strong with more than uh, Kirk Ferentz. It's absolutely, it's strong with the brands. It's strong uh, throughout that Dan uh, athletic Gable. department. Dan Gable. Well, we can see. Uh, you know, you brought uh, you brought in uh, Donald Trump. Uh, the Chamber of Commerce brought in Donald Trump, and uh, and. Uh, endorsed him all over that weekend, and that pissed me off. I'm sure it pissed off some of the black players, too, probably. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it did. Well, there weren't any And seeing that Hawkeye jersey with Trump number one yeah. did not sit well with me. No, no, no not at all. And so uh, I think some of that uh, complacency and some of that report, it's just like telling, well, it's just like going to a trumpeter now and saying, Look at this. 140,000 people are dead. It was an uprage against people of color when 2,900 got killed at 9-11. And now 140-some thousand people are dead. And there's still people. And it's getting worse. Yeah, and it's getting worse. And he's ignoring it. And people are supporting him and fighting, wearing masks and crap. No, the Republican influence in this athletic department is uh, a part of this story, and I do believe that. I, I'm with Can't you. Can't argue with one. you. Can't argue with. I'm that. not a Democrat, and I know I'll probably pay the price for this with some fans. But it's hard not to think that in some ways. I mean, I think that was unfortunate that those players did go to that rally or whatever it was because I think that was a slap. At the time, Kirk said, you know, hey, you want students to get involved with the political process and that's all this is and blah, 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 blah. Well, it wasn't. That's, no, no, they, they, no, it wasn't. You want students to get involved in the political process, but they didn't go in front of any Democrat (laughs) and, and do that. It was an endorsement that happened two by years, the athletic department. That happened two years before the diversity task yeah. force. Because uh-huh. that was from 2018. The so, diversity task force. Yes. Task force, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's obvious that, I don't know, I mean, this, I sound like a broken record. I just, there's, there's problems, and I just now wonder, because a lot's changed now that this diversity report is out. People are reading this thing now. They're reading the report. They're not reading some journalist writing about stuff. They're reading the actual report. Mm-hmm. It's out there now. And I'm just judging. Well, I'm, I'm going to read it, of course. And just judging from here. the feedback from, from people reading the link to Rob's re- to the report, there's a lot of Iowa fans that are just like, this is ridiculous. He's got to go. I'm, there's a lot on there. They're like, I've been a Kirk Ferentz supporter all my life, but this is ridiculous. He's got to go. Barter's got to go. There's a, there's, yeah, that's well, out there. So, I, I, I haven't read it yet, so I can't. I mean, well, I can comment, but I, but I want to read it before I say anything like that. Oh, me too. I, I want to see the – before I say that Kirk Ferentz – I mean, like today, I, I basically gave Kirk a vote of confidence in a way, as long as he's willing to admit that things have to change and that it will never be – the same, then yeah, I think he can maybe figure out a way to survive. But I'm still not convinced that he's willing to do that yet. Hello. I think that's part of the reason the advisory mm-hmm. group still hasn't been, because Kirk still has too much influence and people aren't happy with that. So, hello. Why did Fred Mims leave Iowa? Well, wasn't he like I almost think he 70? wanted to retire. He wanted to retire. Yeah, he wanted to retire. <laughs> well, is he suggesting that there was more to it? Yes. 
I think he is. You know, people have suggested there was more to John Street for Tyron when he did. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you know, I, but Fred was close to 70 when he retired, wasn't he? I don't know if he was quite that old. Well, he played, well, he played in 19... Played when I was in high school... 1972. I think he's four... Years older than you? Two, two years older than me. And how old are you? 68. So, so, so Fred retired how long ago? What, five? F- at least five years. So he was at least that. 65, wasn't yeah. he, roughly? Oh, yeah, and the state gave everybody... If you remember, the state gave everybody a package to retire. I've actually had some people reach out to me and say we should try to get Fred Mims on. I would love to get Fred Mons. You know Susan. Do you think Fred would come on and talk about this stuff? What do you think? I don't know. I When Susan comes in today, let's ask her, see okay. if... He might not I'd be. love him to come on and talk, but I would completely understand if he didn't want to come on and talk about this publicly. But if he would, if he does, man, I, the stage is his. Well, so, yeah. I'd like to talk about why Steve doesn't retire. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> no, no, I think that I think that would be terrific. Oh, Susan is coming in today to. Yeah, yeah. Okay, she comes in on Mondays. Well, what a coincidence. Well, yeah, ask her. See okay. if she. We will see if he would be interested because I mean, Fred. I think, I think when he retired, the state. I mean, the state's been giving out packages for people to retire anyway. But there's rumor, like I said, I've been told by people, and, you know, I'm, I don't, that John Streif necessarily didn't retire under his terms. And if, if he didn't, which is, I mean, what the hell? If John Streif didn't deserve the right to retire under, who does? Yeah. You know, but I've never written anything on that. I've just had a lot of people tell me that he was sort of kind of pushed out the door, which to me, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't know. I've just had people, multiple people tell me that. Hmm. I've had multiple people tell me that, and I have no way to prove it, and I haven't written about it or anything, and if anyone says that that's not true and they can prove that it's not true, let me know. I would never put John, force, I wouldn't want to put John on the spot and try to Mm-mm. get him to comment, Mm-mm. but Mm-mm. but no, this is just, this is going down a path that I'm not sure where it's going to lead us. I just don't. I just think with this diversity task force thing out, and if the review comes out, and it's very critical... If it comes out and reinforces what this thing said, this was just pure negligence. Well, how can it not? Well, that's just it. How can it not now? When Iowa's own report said, yeah, we sucked when it comes to race relations. We're terrible. And then this review's going to come out. Oh, you weren't as bad as you thought. Yeah. No, uh-uh. that's not going to happen. Uh-uh. Hello? Hey, good morning. I wanted to comment on something that was raised a little bit ago. About sure. Surprised that we haven't heard from other programs. Yes. I, I guess I, I wasn't that surprised and the reason I say that is I think we've all have we all sort of wondered why um, Iowa football hasn't been able to recruit and retrain um, skilled players over the years, that that's been the one thing that's been kind of missing is kept Iowa from going to the next level. And that Consistently, just, yeah, consistently. You know, they, they are just better. I think they have always preferred dealing with the blue-collar type uh, player with the chip on the shoulder, and they can deal with that more than they can with uh, – the big Iowa farm boys, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, I, I mean, that's an interesting... Yeah. That's an interesting point. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, the roster is consistently 70% white, I mean, at Iowa. It just is. It was that way under Hayden, too. It was consistently 70% white. But, yeah, they have had trouble getting certain positions, running back, receivers. Of course, right now... Right now, though, they That's could, not true. But that's, you know, he could say, well, okay, it's an isolated incident. Yeah. Last, so, but, no, they're, you know, I mean, it does make you wonder. I mean, Amir Smith-Marset's one of the most exciting players we've had in a long time. Tyrone Tracy. 
Tyrone Tracy's terrific, Brandon Smith. But more times than not, they don't have that is what No, exactly. So, no, no, I get what you're saying. I'm not, I'm not arguing. No, but, not, but you're right. right now, that's another positive sign that maybe things are changing. If I, you know, maybe they, that's a result of the diversity well, It could be. It also could be the fact that half their staff is black now. It, their it, wide receiver coach is black. Their running yeah. backs coach is black. Yeah. So they've made changes. Okay, when you look at those changes that they made, since the diversity and everything you just said, maybe they did take the diversity report seriously. Well, Gary's already kind of said that they didn't react strongly enough. And I see what you're saying, Steve, but Gary's already kind of let the cat out of the yeah. bag by saying, you know, we thought we had the right culture. Even after this diversity task force report, we thought we had made enough changes, and obviously we were wrong. So I, so the Iowa's kind of destroyed that narrative. They've acknowledged as part of damage control that we should have done more, but now we're doing more, and I think they're hoping that now we're doing more is going to be enough. And the question is, is it too late? And it may be, and it may not be. We'll, we'll see. But, yeah, to me, with the diversity task force report out now, it's almost like this independent review is anticlimactic. Cause what, I mean, so, Pat, if... See, but I'm not, I, I, I'm not we don't seeing ha- it like that. If we don't have a football season, do you... How do you think that affects... Uh, I think Kirk just moves to the spring. I think everything's just... I think it buys Kirk more time to do damage. No, I, so, I do, too. Well, and, I Steve, what too. were you saying? You don't see it like... What? I don't see it like that. I Just from what you said uh, and what changes they've made, it's only 2020, uh, came out in 2018. And, yeah, half of the staff is black and the players are are now uh, equally black and everything. I think that maybe they have made some changes, and obviously they took it from 2018, they took it seriously enough to bounce Doyle like Well, no, no, wait, no, wait. They bounced Doyle because they didn't have a choice. That had nothing to do with the 2018 diversity. Maybe they're not putting up with that. No, what I'm saying, and this is what I read my column that I wrote today, they bounced Doyle because things have changed. Yes. When things before George Floyd okay. died, Chris Doyle's job was just fine, despite the diversity task yeah, report. Okay. He was just fine. If George That's Floyd was alive, Chris, Chris Doyle, Doyle would, would still, still be, be here. here. And yep. James yep. Daniels probably still hasn't tweeted, but it's festering within him. At yep. some point, he was yep. going to come out and say something. Okay. But can I, can I ask you something, Pat? Sure. What's sure. The culture? What is the culture of the locker room going to be? I mean, we all know, I've heard from former players that they say the heart of the Iowa football program is that, is that, uh, is that weight room culture. Mm-hmm. And... It, you know, you, you don't just, I mean, to a sense, you're losing your identity. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's that new identity going to be? I what is but, it now? But the interim strength and conditioning guy has been here for 16 years and worked with Chris Doyle, and he's a black dude. So is why does that, the culture will still, some of the culture will still be here. Yeah, and I think the fact that Doyle is not here, changes a lot of that culture that you're talking just his presence i think was uncomfortable for a lot of black players fair or not i wasn't around i don't know i mean well, this my, guy's not gonna say take it easy <laughs> no i mean no. they're still gonna i mean yeah. that's just the thing does kirk ferentz still have the ability to enforce discipline and to get in a player's face and get or is every next time he yells at a black player is it's gonna be hey man what are you doing you're picking on me i mean does he still have that ability that's what i wonder about well, I think he has to have that. If he doesn't, he can't succeed. A coach has to have that. If they, they can't yeah. succeed. That's right. But no, the weight room culture won't change overnight, but I think the players feel they've been liberated just because Chris Doyle is gone. Fair or not. I mean, I don't mean to trample all over Chris Doyle. I'm just going by what the black players are saying now. And I don't think it's a coincidence that everything has changed in less than two months 
And the only real change that's happened is the crack that Chris Doyle is gone. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. But, but could, I mean, it, that's kind of, it's, not, it's really a little, a little alarming that if he was that cancerous to the program, that it, it took happen over Memorial Day weekend for him to be let go. I mean, that's also the first time. That I agree, and that's the concern. Is actually, that's isn't the, this the first yes. time he's probably actually asked an assistant to resign? I mean, normally he has, has not thrown his uh, assistants under the bus like a lot of other coaches that's have done. That's the concern. That is the concern. Kirk had hitched his saddle to Chris Doyle. You do remember when Chris got the Ravdo fallout, Kirk ended up giving right. him the Coach of the Year award shortly yeah, after that, that which a, I thought was, was a, a bad move. To everybody that condemned him. I thought that was a bad move when he did it. I even wrote that I thought it was poor timing and a bad message, but that showed you where Kirk was with Chris Doyle. And I just think Chris Do- Kirk let Chris Doyle become too powerful, too controlling, and just let the Iowa way just get too big, and they just failed to recognize, despite the Diversity Task Force report, that black players were disgruntled. They felt disillusioned, disenfranchised here. Mm-hmm. And it finally came back to Hanna. That's the best way I can describe it. And now you got to wonder if, if it is too little too late. Yes, they are making all these changes, like Captain brought up. But a lot of these are coming because of George Floyd. They don't have a choice. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't ever want to see anybody lose their job, and I don't want to speculate. But I thought from the beginning when this came out that this would, was the beginning of the end. And I'm saying that not because I, I'm saying I want it or deserve mm-hmm. it, nothing else. I'm just saying that either too much information is going to come out that's too damaging or, you know, when you're that age and you're used to doing things a certain way for so long, I don't know if he's got the stomach to follow through with the changes that, that, that need to be done. No, time I'm time will tell. I'm not ready to fire him right now. No. I wrote that today. I'm still, I still think he can do it, but he's just got to accept that it's a new normal now and that he is not the same powerful guy that he was Four months ago. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank Appreciate you. Thank call. you for the call. We've had good calls today. God, it's, oh, already, 10, it's already 10.30. Yeah. This thing just blew by. But, no, I'm going to go back and read that. I'll read the task force report even closer. and um, I may write another column today. May, my feelings may change. I'm still not ready to say that Kirk needs to be fired. And, in fairness, yeah. Rob never wrote that. Rob did no. said that. But there are Iowa fans now saying, wow, this is not a good look. And you know Well, the, it that, isn't a good look. And you know national media... And you know fans from other schools are going to trample all over Iowa now. They're going to use this as a, look what's going on there. I mean, they're going to use this task report as negative recruiting. And I've had some people that they would never say this on the record, but some very have said, you know, I like Kirk, I respect him, but I just think it's time for him to move on. I just think they need to cut ties and start fresh. That's the only way they're going to separate this. I'm not ready to go there yet because I think Kirk still deserves a chance to fix it but if there's more that comes out that says Kirk was directly involved, uh, then things could change. But I'm also going by what Kirk's boss is saying. And right now, Kirk's boss, despite all this information, still is giving the Kirk a vote of confidence. So mm-hmm. well, who am I to say then that he should be fired? If the boss is, I mean, I, I don't Time will tell. Hello. Hello. I just sort of have a question that maybe it's a no-win situation to be on that board. And that's why they're having... People not want to sign up for it because if they do something, people are going to yell they did something too much, or if they don't do enough, people are going to be mad at them because they don't do enough. Mm-hmm. But, uh, why would you want to be on that? Because all you're going to do is get criticized. No, that's a good point. Anyway, well, because you, maybe you, you want to be an agent for change. Yeah, but he does bring up a good point. Yeah, they oh, will. for sure. And I've heard part of the problem is they just they just can't figure out a way to pick the players. I think the players would like to have more say, but I think Kirk still wants to have some say in who gets picked, and there's been some problems. Uh-huh. And, and 
I know they said that Mike Daniels was busy and all that, and you know I'm sure he was busy having a kid, having a kid, trying to make a roster. But I still think that maybe there was more to it that maybe it didn't go the way Mike Daniels. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And someone can prove me wrong. And Mike Daniels can call in and say you were wrong. The only reason I stopped doing this is because I'm not busy. I just heard they've had a lot of problems picking this advisory board and figuring out a way to do it to where everybody accepts how it's being done. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hey, good morning, fellas. Morning. Uh, you made a point earlier about. You know, where does it stop being just uh, rough on the guys and cross that line into offensive where, mm-hmm. you know, inappropriately offensive, I guess. Yes. Put a point on it. Well, um, here's an extreme example. You remember that movie Full Metal Jacket, right? Yes. The beginning of that. Okay, I'm not going, you know, that far. But what if? Um, what do you think about a disclaimer where there's, the stu- there's something in there with the, the contract that says, hey, some of these coaches might get hard on you, so... Um, if you feel like they're too mean to you, then here's a place you can go to complain. You know, like they're saying, a special department, a complaint department. Uh, I'm not saying like a, a psychologist's office where they can go and cry about it with mm-hmm. bad choice of words. Sorry about that. But you know what I mean. Um, just something so that the coaches don't have to worry about how you know how hard can I be on these kids because they really do need to be tough on them. They do. It's a tough program. They have yeah. to be tough on them or else they're not going to get the results they need. But there's a difference yeah. between demanding and demeaning. We, we say and the that, line was crossed too many and times. And the line was crossed too many times. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. That's what this comes down to. It, it does. Now, the problem's going to be – the potential problem I see for Kirk now is – him worrying too much about crossing that line now because of this new normal and not being himself and not having the same impact as a head coach. And going too far the other way. It's almost, maybe. you wonder if maybe Kirk is now going to be the one walking on eggshells, if that makes any sense. <clears throat> it does, and that, that doesn't work either. No, you can't. I mean, uh-uh. if, if Kirk's got to be the – the buck's got to stop with the, Kirk. The, absolutely. Well, and if you're equal to everybody, everybody will get it. If you, you know, if you're nitpicking over uh, freaking dreadlocks and crap when white players when it have sounds long like he hair, was, yeah. If you're if you're doing that, then you don't do that anymore. Yeah. That has really nothing to do with you know you're not you're not uh, playing hard enough. I think you'd look good in dreads. Steve. I would love dreads. The dreads look weird though because, like I said, Devonte Young had dreads. I know. George Lewis had dreads. Uh-huh. Amir had dreads during his first two years. If There's you inconsistencies. Took, if you took an overhead Adrian shot Claiborne. of me with dreads, it would look like a scrub brush. It'd look like Medusa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would. It would. Would be good. Well, this has been strong today, guys. Yeah, it really has. Been a lot but of great calls. I would love uh, disagreement. Talk to Susan about if Fred. I, wants, yes, I think that would be fascinating to get Fred on. I, and but like I said, I could understand if he didn't want to do it. But I think that would be very interesting to get his perspective on things. And um, but yeah, no, this has been very, very good discussion. I mean, Fred's. I mean, he was an Iowa athlete. He's a great athlete. A great athlete. Great baseball player. Great baseball player. And, and just so Johnny Bullen knows, the invitation is always there. Yeah. Our lines are always open. Yeah. And But, no, I was told he was going to call in at 9.15 yeah. today, and maybe he tried and we were busy. I mean, that's what – he did try Friday, but remember we had Plez well, on. And, yeah. But I really enjoyed talking to Plez Atkins, I too. did, too. And so – but Anything no. else, Pat? Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything from other sports that we've glossed over. Um Nothing's changed with Luca. We're still on a holding pattern for that. Um, I can't. Are you leaning differently? 
at all about Luca? No, not. I could convince myself coming back. I, what's he coming back for, and what's he leaving for? I mean, that's. I don't. I mean, you don't have an answer either way. You know, you haven't. If Ference takes a page out of McCaffrey's book, McCaffrey just, you know, he gets pissed off, and equally so across the board, and then he gets over it. You know, nobody has said that they felt, you know, uh, he's harder on on uh, one player than the other. Oh, no. Yeah. No. So, I mean, I th- I would like to th- uh, think Coach Ferentz will remain. I would like to. I would like, I mean, to, think I would like to think that. I think it would be unfortunate if the all-time winningest coach exits in shame. But, like I said, I, I he's got to acknowledge that it's different now. Yes, it's different that, since absolutely. George Floyd died. It'll never be the way it was. If he cannot embrace that, then he's going to have problems. Yeah. That's no, right. No, no, there's no question. And that's what I wrote about today. As long as he can acknowledge that life is different now since George Floyd died, then, you know, let's wait and see what happens. Yeah. All right. Uh, th- thanks for the calls, everybody. HawkFanatic.com. Check it out.